Welcome back to the Mackinac on Michigan show brought to you by the Mackinac Center's Frank Beckman Center for Journalism here on WJR. I'm Kelly Cobb. And I'm Jarrett Skoro. And I, of course, uh, have a tickle in my throat today, so we're going to bear through this as best we can. But we're going to continue our conversation about education with Dan Quisenberry with MAPSA, which is the Charter School Association here in Michigan. A lot of things going on with charter schools. Dan, welcome to the show. Hey, Kelly, thank you so much. So, Dan, I want to start with just uh, the big news sort of for charters earlier this year was there was really only one place in Governor Whitmer's proposed budget where cuts were made, and it was to online charter schools. Can you walk us through that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is an ongoing thing. We're, we're getting close to 30 years in Michigan of having chartered public schools. We're part of the public school system. But some of the challenge with that online learning, there's two things. People still don't, they support charter schools, uh, but they still don't understand it. And then the whole online learning uh, idea is relatively new. So um, it's easier uh, sometimes for people to say, well, it shouldn't cost as much. We're cutting that funding, but it's a huge problem. Um, and yeah, I would love to talk a little bit more about that, but uh, it was the only cut in a, a really historically high school aid budget this year yeah and and i mean we we have online schools we've we've had them for a long time we have online public schools you have online charter schools you have uh programs where students can do uh some from home some in school so what is there any argument against uh fully funding online charter schools as opposed to doesn't every argument against online costing less or whatever apply to online public schools or traditional public schools that do online services yeah jared an important distinction you're you're pointing out there in the budget only online charter schools were cut not online public education programs so yeah a couple important things you said there online learning is not the remote learning that so many families experienced and really didn't work very well during COVID. It's different. Um, people that know how to do online learning really know how to do that well. And the, the students that choose to do that really excel at it. Um, kids that have got, uh, um, oh, it's just individualized education, whatever's going on in their lives. So that's really important. And then, yeah, Jared, I would say, uh, we believe strongly that parents and kids ought to have the opportunities to choose their education, public education, and that, and that Michigan funds that on a per pupil basis. Uh, we don't get into saying, well, hey, you deserve this much and not that much and picking and choosing for families. We should let families allocate those dollars. Yeah, and, um, you know, uh, me, me and Kelly both have uh, four kids. We we had some forced. Not, not uh, together. Not not together. <laughs> um, separate families. Eight kids total. Um, if it ends up being together, I'll make sure to note to people that it'll be eight kids between us. Um, and uh, I, I hesitant to call what, what my kids were seeing uh, online education. It was certainly online. It was not necessarily in education. So you talk about that distinction uh, between uh, kind of what we saw during COVID and what is happening right now. Who are the types of families that are what might choose an online charter school or on, online pet public education? Yeah, um, lots of different reasons there, but certainly uh, there could be health issues. Um, you find a, a larger percentage of students that have been bullied or just feel like they don't fit at the local school district. 
you might find gifted um, or students that excel. Um, maybe they are in a sports program that requires a lot of travel, something like that. So um, we interviewed just so so there's lots of reasons, Jarrett. That's number one, but just anecdotes kind of help and stories. We went out and interviewed two different students, and there are very different reasons. They uh, One student hadn't experienced it until lockdown, and she found that she thrived. Uh, mm-hmm. She could focus. <laughs> she liked being at home. Um, she still has a social life and, and finds ways through her online school to connect socially, but she has just excelled academically. Um, so it was right for her. Um, another young man um, just found a connection, uh, a resident in the city of Detroit, and loved the ideas and uh, opportunities to connect with fellow students that were from all over Michigan. So it, it, it really varies. Um, kids are different. You guys have got eight kids between you. Or they learn differently. They are different even in, as they are in your same home. Um, so an individualized education experience matters kids and this is just one way to do it just one way to do it yeah kids are different i have found uh even among the same household and from the same Mm -hmm. parents um i would like to combine uh just the best characteristics of all my kids to make one kid and get rid of all the uh troubled ones but it doesn't (laughs) seem to doesn't seem to work that way it Um, works out jared i've got older uh two two um adult young lady daughters that uh they're very different but uh those differences really uh you find some really remarkable gifts there. so Makes it fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. So they're not cutting overall online funding, and this is the increase across the board for Governor Whitmer and Democrats' budget. Um, so this is about they don't like charter schools. They don't like school choice. Why um, does the governor not like charter schools as much as traditional public schools? Um, are they doing a worse job? Um, what's the argument? You know, some of it I do think um, goes back to just not a lot of awareness. Um, there's certainly some politics here. I think that's what you're referring to. Uh, charter schools have the option of being unionized. We're not anti-union, but they start non-unionized, and certainly traditional districts have collective bargaining agreements. And the teachers could um, unionize if they want absolutely. to, but they tend not to. There's a couple, three out of the state of 300 charter schools that have chosen to do that. That's not the issue. It's about what are you doing for kids? Uh, what are the teachers at that school and educators in the community want? Uh, letting people choose those options as opposed to mandating them. So, yeah, I think there's some politics there, but it, it's just as much, um, at least in Lansing around the Capitol, it's not well understood. Um, let me jump, Jared, to the opposite side of that. We see polling, and we did check this again just last fall. Mm-hmm. We see continuing and growing support for the idea of charter schools, charter public schools, and parents having the opportunity to choose that, even among Democrats, even among union households. So you can slice and dice parents and families any demographic way you want to. There's tremendous support for saying, I want to be in charge of making the decision about where and how my child gets educated. So uh, it doesn't always play out to politics and Lansing, but uh, that's the dynamic we're working with. And and I suspect that that is where we're getting to the reason, which is charter schools are popular. They're popular across these demographics. Um, the top eight schools for college enrollment in Detroit are all charter schools. We've got mm-hmm. lots of research from all kinds of groups showing that typically they perform significantly better 
um, than traditional public schools. So it's going to be very hard to just say, all right, we're going to get rid of some of these charter schools or we're going to ban them. Um, I, I just don't think that's really on the table politically, and you would see a big parental backlash. So I suspect this is more on, well, what's within the realm of possibility where we can still limit school choice or limit um, charter schools in some way? Yeah, in in another reference to, I think, an important point for us here in Michigan and the people listening to the program today, uh, after the last three years of what we've all lived through, it's really important that Michigan has a plan to get kids back on track. We've all, all of our students have lost ground. So, hey, Lansing, anybody who's elected, what are you doing to do that? So, number one, we have a historically big school aid budget, um, and yet I see pieces of solutions being undone. Accountability, there's we're, un, we're undoing academic accountability, doing away with the uh, focus on third grade reading, doing away with um, the A through F report card. Um, so I think it's, for the audience, uh, there's some important things happening to uh, develop that plan and charter public schools are an important part of that, choice is an important part of that. So yeah, big budget, we need to focus on academic accountability, make sure parents and educators still have choices and options. And yeah, I'm concerned that we're not putting that plan together, Jared. Dan Quisenberry with MAPSA, the State Charter School Association. We gotta leave it there. Thanks for coming on, Dan. Hey Kelly, thank you, Jared, appreciate it. Thank you, and we'll be back after a brief break with more of the Mackinac Michigan Show on WJR. Mm-hmm.